Hi, everyone. It's Marilyn O'Lorian. Welcome to Who Can It Be Now? And this is a very, 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 very special pod party with members from my Next Level Living course, structure, program. I don't know. I don't have any words today, I've noticed. Um, I did a reading and it's very hard to find the words sometimes. And I also have been doing a lot of things in my business and uh, it just like they they crumple up together my words, but we are going to talk about a very important topic today, and this is going to be a little bit of me teaching a tiny bit, and then I want to have a group discussion about it because I'm sure that everybody on this call is going to there's somebody behind me. Everybody on this call is going to represent a question that all of you have in this particular area. So what we're talking about today is money, 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 but we're talking about the value of your services. And this came from Monique, who is on this call today. She asked a very important question in a pod party not too long ago. And I said, when she asked it, I didn't really have a lot of information on it at the time. And I, we were just covering something else. And I said, okay, we'll get back to that. And we didn't get back to it. So Sheila from Next Level Living said, hey, you never answered that question. And I said, could you find that question for me and let me know? And she did. And I said, let's do a pod party on it. So it's the language of energy and integrating money into the conversation, the right to charge for services and self-worth. I'm going to repeat that because those aren't my words. I don't know if Monique said it and then Sheila wrote it, but they are both lawyers and doctors. So it sounds like a very well put together sentence and I'm going to unpack it with all of you. The language of energy and integrating money into the conversation, the right to charge for services and self-worth. So before I go into this conversation, I'm actually going to ask Monique to tell me a little bit more as to why she asked that question. And then I'm going to teach around this topic. And then, like I said, we're going to get into a group discussion about it because I find that money, no matter what it is, whether you're valuing your services or pay, uh, living, getting paid for something, it's all about self-worth. It is so tied into your self-worth. So that's what we're going to talk about. You can read as many abundance books as you want. You can visualize as much money as you want. If your self-worth is not at the level to receive, you may str you're going to struggle receiving. Monique, do you remember why you brought that question around? I, I remember a little bit. And I think it was the general question was around that we separate money from the rest of our lives. Like it's something different and it's something outside of us instead of recognizing it as just another energy. And so I think the question was, how do we a recognize it just as another energy then integrate it into our lives as an everyday part of the conversation. And then to take it one step further as healers in particular really recognizing our value and our worth so that we are open to receive money without discounting, without giving away, without trading, without whatever a lot of people tend to do that other professions don't do. You know, it's fascinating when you ask that last question, when you were an attorney, you knew your worth, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, attorneys, doctors, no one, had, none of those professions that I know of have problems charging hundreds of dollars, right. if not more an hour. And why do you think that is? I think part of it is that's just the, the conscious, the collective of how we view things, but right. it's also how we view it. 
that right. what we do is discounted. And I don't mean discounted price-wise, but what we do as healers or readers or whatever, that it has been discounted for so long as something real or valuable and that we have bought into that on some level. So I agree with you in everything that you said. So knowing what you know as an attorney and what you've got paid being an attorney, how come that doesn't translate with you being a healer? Yeah, that's a good question because that's one I've had to sit with for a long time. And it's it goes back to what we validate as being valuable. But and there, who's validating it? Yeah, well, that's the thing. First of all, it's giving the power away to let other people, A, decide, but B, to also look at, well, why don't I value myself at the same level as a healer and a coach that I did as a lawyer? Right. Yeah, and that all goes back to the whole self-worth discussion. Yes, exactly. Great, thank you. Okay. So we're going to, let me talk about a couple of ideas and then let's really get into this topic. It's definitely around self-worth and there's definitely a collective consciousness out there that if you're a healer, you should give it away for free, right? And it's making sure that those conversations, you, do you agree with that conversation? Does everybody here feel that if you're a healer, a writer, a poet, um, that you should give your services away for free because God gave you this gift and you should give it away for free. Does anybody feel that? No. So when we get addressed with that conversation, what kind of person, what's their mindset if they're asking us to give us something for free? Let's have a conversation around this before I teach. What do you think their mindset is? It would be perception of value. Say that again, Sheila. Perception of value, right? Okay. Tell me a little bit more about that. What do you mean by their perception of value? That's a great, I love that. Well, a, a lawyer, a doctor, a whatever, there's, that's that profession that, you know, you're being pushed to. It's, it's, it's seen as high value by some, Right. Because veterinarians are different, right? If you love an animal, you should be doing it for low cost, no cost, right? Mm. It's the same thing. And I used to get that all the time and I don't anymore. Let's, so what's the person's, go ahead, honey. We had to mute. I got other stuff. Going on. That's okay. You mute. So she said something very interesting, perception of value, right? So let's first and then she said something else that was important, but what is the person thinking? What, what do we think their mindset is if they're perceiving that what we offer is not as valuable as a doctor or a lawyer? I think it also goes back to having skin in the game and being a, a part of your own rescue, especially for healers. What do you mean like, by that, Dashka? How much are you involved and invested in your own care, in your own healing in your own growth in your as opposed to somebody healing you doing it for you that people who want free services have to have some skin in the game to be involved in a, a, a partner a participant in their own their own healing so people that go to a doctor or an attorney are they going because it's like 
think about this too. And I love that, Dashka. Thank you. Are they going to a doctor and attorney because it's the last resort? Like they're sick, so they have to run to a doctor. They might get sued or they need to sue someone. Is that a last resort type of thing? So they have to have that professional person. Hmm. I think that depends on the person. There's there's people that are only going to go as the last resort, and then there's other people that I guess you kind of give your power away. They're the authority, so you're going to go to them first. So there's both both okay. ways. So going back to what is the mindset of the person who doesn't want to pay for the healer? I think in some ways it's a lack of value of awareness and self-awareness and growing those things. Right. Okay. So Dashka said they don't have skin in the game of investing in themselves. You're saying lack of self-awareness, right? Sapphire? Uh, I think that there's not a value of growing your own awareness. There's not a value of growing your own awareness. Monique said in the chat, it's a victim mentality. Um, Patricia said she thinks those services are viewed as fluff and non-essential, so devalued. Um, Denise said they don't see that their own healing is important and worth the cost. Monique said it's more pro they think it's more programming. Okay. So we come up with, and Kathy says, they think the healer's ability is a gift and they should share in the gift. Yes, I agree. Let's move that conversation out because we want to get to, that's a lot of truth, but think about the person we just described. They don't have skin in the game. They don't have the self-awareness to do it. They have a victim mentality and they don't want to do the work. Is that the person you want to serve? No. Right. So why does that conversation come into your, your awareness when you're pricing the value of what you do? Patricia's like, no, no, no. So why do we allow those conversations to get in the way of what we do? Now I need to know that. Sheila, let's go to you if you can talk. I think my dog's outside. You're a vet. People think that you love animals and you're supposed to give it away for free. Why is that a concern of yours? If it is, I know you said it's it not anymore, but. Right. But I used to get that, you know, like when you'd give people an estimate of what needed to be done for their animal, it, it would be like, well, gosh, that's expensive. If you really loved animals, you wouldn't what, charge so much. What made you shift out of that? Not caring anymore. Like, Why do you think you don't get that anymore? I think a lot of it is my perception of my own value and the team that I have. Tell me a little bit about that. So your own value has shifted. Right. I mean, that happened more when I was right out of vet school, right? In my confidence, I didn't really have a good mentor. Um, so it, that's come with standing in my own power and how I view myself, as well as my abilities and skills. I mean, 30 years is a lot, of, you know, there's a lot there. When did that shift for you? You know, it's one of those things that I look back and I see it shifted. I didn't, I didn't really see it in the moment. It wasn't like a sudden awareness. It was, it was like, I looked back and it was like, oh, I don't get that crap anymore. 
I got to keep going down this road. I wanted to do more, but this is too interesting. Okay. So you don't know when it shifted, but the value, but it definitely shifted and you stood in the value of what you have to offer. You finally owned what you have to offer. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So that conversation, does that conversation ever come towards you again? Do, does anybody ever say to you that's too expensive or you don't even, it doesn't matter because these are the prices. It doesn't matter because these are the prices. And once in a while, you'll have people say, gosh, that seems like, you know, that's expensive. But then you just explain, this is what needs to happen. And this is why, and this is what's best. You know, we're looking out, we're advocating for your dog or your cat. And then if you don't want to do this, these are your other options. But I don't get that. Well, if you really cared, if you really loved animals, I don't get that anymore. Hmm. Okay. I think part of it is too, is that we, the caring is so evident, right? I know. I'm trying to get to something else here though. And I love that. You were the one who wanted to, I said it already said it in the beginning. I know you were a little bit late, probably because of work. You were the one who wanted me to revisit this conversation. Why? Mm -hmm. Why? 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 Because I listened to the podcast and you brought it up and, and had said there was so much there around it. And so that was why I reminded you because it not, uh, yeah, because of what you and Monique had talked about. Okay. So I feel like what spirit is having me do is we need to go on a journey because no matter what I say, it's not going to matter unless you anchor into it and own it yourself. Okay. So you all have a service you would want to offer someone, right? Think of a specific service. And uh, Sheila, I know you have many. Kathy, you're still trying to decide maybe what your service is. But think of a service that you feel like you could offer to someone that you know would bring value to their life. Something that you could you could give them. Do you all have a service? What would you like to be paid for it? Put it in the chat. What would you like to honestly, not what people are going to pay you, not what they're going to be able to afford. What would you like to be paid for it? And what is the thing? There's a lot of thinking and chatting going on here. And how does that question make you feel? Love this. Our gifts and our work aren't as tangible. You said that before as a service, right? Okay, we're not going to talk about that. We already went through that. We'll talk about that again. 12-week boundary coaching program, 3K is my price. Question makes me feel fine. Why wouldn't you charge that now, Monique? You would? I do. No, that's the price I quote people. Yeah. How does it feel? It feels fine. I mean, it, it, it took me a while to get to that point though. Like today it feels fine. A month ago, it felt fine. But six months ago, when I started feeling into it, it felt uncomfortable. It's a 12 week program. Yeah. I mean, I know the value of the work. It's, it's right. amazing. So, How much and I know you- what I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no I was going to say, I know what I've spent on myself over the years so for me, like $3,000 is nothing for the type of work and the potential of growth for people. 
Um, How that, much would you want to charge for it? No, I'm comfortable with 3000. I really am. Okay. I mean, good. yeah, I am. I, I think it's a good, I think it's a good value for what it is, but I'm comfortable okay. with that. Yeah. Okay. Nobody else is answering. How come? Mm. Okay. We got some more here. A variety of healing work that brings them in touch with the truest self. 135 hour is my current price. Yeah. But is that the price you want to charge Denise? I charge 150 a session. It feels fantastic now. It took me being encouraged to up my prices. Uh, Patricia, intuitive counseling and insight-oriented personal growth, 180 for 50 minutes, private pay, non-insurance. You know what it's feeling like to me when I look at all these amounts is it feels, feels good. I feel like it could actually go higher for some of these services. But it's something that Monique said, like um, I've heard from a few people in Next Level Living, wow, everything you get for the price, but I'm very happy at the price that Next Level Living is. I don't need it to be, it feels really good. The main thing about this to me is, number one, nobody should be in this conversation but you. It's between you and God, it's between you and your soul, it's between you and your gifts. If you allow the collective consciousness to disrupt that conversation then you are allowing somebody else to drive your ship. You're allowing somebody else to dictate your life. It doesn't, I know a lot of times when you go out and you price a program, you may look what this healer charges, what that healer, what are people paying for this? And I can tell you that in some way that that's good. What's the going rate for something? But it's also, you have to ask yourself, what do I feel excited about doing this? For what price do I feel excited for doing this? If you were to do a speaking engagement for writing your book, Jane, what would you want to be paid to do a speaking engagement? <laughs> this is this is this is new to me and I have no idea right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. And but I've been I've been um it it's new to me because I'm just I'm you know I've always been a teacher. And, and um, I, I'm just, I'm just open to the discussion. It's kind of like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. So I, I'm, I'm really being the student right now. Okay, good. Let me, let me talk about a couple of things because the question was like, uh, there was many different things that came in the topic. So for me, what happened to me is when I used to work at MTV networks, and I would have to go in for a raise. I had to, I, I came in at a very low, low salary. And I started recognizing my worth pretty early on, but I didn't know how to ask for what I was worth. And a boss of mine, I asked him like, what do you do when you go in there and you ask for a salary raise? And he said, well, I sit there with a calculator. And when they tell me what they're going to raise, I break it down to the minute and I'll say, oh, so you really want to pay me a penny a minute for my work? He's like, I go that to the level of that because it's really my value and my value, I am worth so much more than what they're offering. So I break it down to numbers and I was like, well, that's brilliant. So I started going into meetings like that and I started saying, oh, so you really just wanna pay me like 20 cents a minute to, for my work. And it would shift the conversation and the negotiation. And I would start getting a little bit more. And what happened to me is I started recognizing my value as what I could offer. So I started looking for jobs that would pay me more. And when I started interviewing like at NBC Olympics and HBO and different production companies, I wrote down seven, and I suggest all of you to do this. 
I wrote down seven or eight pages of all my experience. And anytime I would head, I remember sitting in a taxi cab, I was in Manhattan, and I'd be heading to the interview, and I would review all my experience. And by the time I walked into the, the company, I was felt really good about what I was asking for. And I remember when I went to NBC Olympics the second time around, and they were interviewing me for the senior profiles manager job. And they said, I had asked a VP, what should I get paid? And she was like 85K at that time. And I think I was making like 60. I can't remember what I was making, but it was a big pay raise. And I walked, it might've been 90K. And I walked in and the human resources person said, how much do you want? I said, 90K. And it wasn't even a thought in me. And they gave the job to someone else. They were paying a lot less. And then that person decided not to do the job. And then the VP called me up and she was like, uh, maybe you got to go a little lower. So I went back into the human resources guy and they were like, okay, what do you want? And I went too low then. I think I went to 70 or 75K. And I could see in his face, like he was all happy because he was ready to negotiate at a higher rate. The bottom line is I knew my worth. I knew my worth in production. I also wasn't attached. I wanted the job, but I wasn't attached to the outcome. So when you're going and pricing yourself, now it's different. You're getting to price yourself at the value of what you have to offer, your own personal brand. So now let's get into a conversation about that. How is that different? So doctors and lawyers, supposedly they went to school, they spent all this money to study, they've come out after eight years, then they get some experience and they have the right to, well, not these days with doctors, unfortunately, they have the right to charge this certain amount of money because of all this schooling. You've come through life experience. You've come through healing academies. You've come through investing in yourself and paying for all this stuff. Why is it any, why is it any different for you to ask for what you're worth compared to a doctor or a lawyer? Why is it any different? And here's my second question. Why are you valuing yourself based on a client that isn't even your right client? So I just want you to think about these questions because I want to hear what comes up for you, but I want to tell another story. So when I started doing readings, I was doing them free at first, right? Just because I want to practice. And then people started paying me. And I started raising my rates right away pretty quickly. And there was never a question in my mind what I deserved because I knew from my work, first of all, exhausted. it was exhausting work at times, right? But I knew also what I offered to people. So I didn't get into it should only be this much or that person's charging 250. And sometimes I'd see people charging like 3,500 for a four hour day. It didn't feel good to me. There's a, a medium out there that charges like $1,200 for one session. Great for him. It didn't feel good to me. But I never got into like, this one's charging this, this one's better than me. I didn't get into any of these conversations in my head. Oh, they're charging 800 an hour because they're better than me. I didn't do any of that. I was like, this is what I do. I do it really well. And this is what it feels like it's worth for me because I'm not going to get on a call with someone and bust my butt in a reading and not feel like I'm getting value for it, monetary value for it. And I'll tell you something. So, so I was very clear about it. So I would raise my prices. And I'd leave it up to them. You get to choose if you want to come to me or not. I remember raising my prices at a point, And this woman said to me on Facebook, your prices are so high. I said, do you ever think that I price them so high that you so you don't come for a reading? And that was the truth at that point. I started pricing myself out of the range where people would come to me. 
I used to get people who would come to me and like Sheila say, it's a gift. You should give it free. It used to infuriate me. It would piss me off so much. But if it's pissing me off, that's because I'm holding a belief that I'm not valuable. Because who cares what that person thinks? So I remember going at this woman, this one, I got, I had so much of that, especially, you know, when you enter into a certain world and I finally, I had it out with this woman on messenger and I can't even remember what I said, but it was the last straw for me. And it was the last time. And I said, she was like, Jesus didn't charge. I'm like, we're not trading cows for eggs. And if Jesus was here, he'd be a multi-billionaire, probably tithing 90% of his money. And it's such a stupid conversation to be having. But what happened to me more in that conversation was, you're not my person. If you don't see the value in what I offer or the value, look, if you want to go to the reader that charges 50 an hour, that's great. I have no problem with it. I'm not saying that person's worse than me. That person may be amazing and that's what they charge. But you're not my person. So I got clear in that conversation. I think I blocked her and everything because I was pretty pissed off. And I was like, why am I so pissed off? She's not my person. I don't care. I'm not going to sit here and have a conversation about it. Next, go away. And like Sheila said, once I stopped holding that belief inside of me, because those people are just reflecting your beliefs, I never got that question again, ever. And if I got it now, I don't know. I, I, I just don't care. I'm just like, go somewhere else. It doesn't matter. These are my prices. You have to know the value of what you offer. And you have to know what's okay for you. And if I sat here in my business, I'm going to say one more thing, guys, and I hope you don't mind. Because this is another thing that comes up. It's boundaries, right? I started out this whole conversation with you in Next Level Living about something I'm taking away and I want to have a conversation with you to see. It wasn't something I promised in the program, so I feel clean about taking it away. Um, but I also want to see where you guys are in the program, where you feel like you need extra help, what's going on. But I always say it's ultimately my decision because when I used to create programs based on people telling me what they wanted, it was a friggin' nightmare. So I don't go out and give a program and say, oh, you want this now? I'm going to give you this. I am very strict in my deliverables. These are my deliverables. I had somebody that came into membership and I've sold it on a launch. And I'm very clear. I think I said on that, I'm in the Facebook page Monday through Friday. I definitely am responding to comments. This was about a couple few years ago. And I never said time or anything because I don't commit to hours of the day. And she started a hoopla in the program saying, this is Marilyn hasn't been here. I didn't know any of this because it all goes through my gatekeepers. And it was my birthday, I think, when this started. And she was like, she hasn't been here. It's 2 p.m. And she promised she'd be here every day at 11 a.m. And so when my team finally brought it to me because it was she was starting a lot of wreaking a lot of havoc, I was like, first of all, I never promised that. Second of all, give her her money back and get her out. I am not working for you. I'm working for me. And if anything, like Pat's out on this call and Pat, I told her I was going to give a bonus of a genius call. So I've been doing genius calls with the SAS experience. She hasn't yet been able to make it. 
I haven't forgotten that I promised that deliverable. And if I forget a deliverable, I want to know. I want my community to say to me, Marilyn, you promised this. That's important to me. But I'm also very careful in how I choose my words and what I promise because I want, I don't want to go back. I've seen people go back on their promises. I don't think that's good either. But I'm also not going to create a program. I'm not going to let anybody dictate that stuff to me. So I threw her out. She started trying to message people. To, she's like, I'm going to sue her for fraud. And somebody brought it to my attention and sent me the thread. And one of the members actually was like, I don't have, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have an issue at Marilyn. I'm leaving this thread. And I was like, let her do whatever she wants because I have the video recordings of it. I don't care. I'm not even getting into this conversation with you. You have to be a business owner that knows your value and you have to stand in it. And nobody gets to dictate my value but me. And you can say I'm too expensive. That's okay. Or you can say, um, some people say I'm not expensive enough. They don't value the product. It's all perception. This is the last story. And then I want to check in. I was at my doctor's office and I was going to buy a juicer. And when I buy something, I research like a maniac. It's a little too much, to be honest with you, how much I research. And um, I said to her, I finally bought a juicer and it was expensive. And she said, how much was it? And I said, it was three fifty, And she said, that's not expensive. And in that moment, I realized, wow, it really is perception. Expensive to her for a juicer might've been $5,000. Expensive to me was three fifty. I didn't mind she said that. She taught me a lesson. It's more important to know what you wanna do to help someone out before you get into the monetary value of it. And think about, what that costs you to do, what is feels good to you, not what the person's going to pay, because I'll tell you this too, when you sit in the value of what you have to offer, and then you sit in the value of what you want to charge, and you really own that from your heart and soul, people pay it, they find you. So I just went out with readings again, right? I said, $600 for 50 minutes, 10 slots, they're sold out already. Now we're moving it up to another price. I have no attachment to whether people will buy it or not. Not readings, I don't. When I'm going out with a product, a class, I look at my time. What is my time worth to me? What am I going to offer? What do I feel good? Next Level Living was a, in Soulfinder Academy. Soulfinder Academy started, I think, at $1,297, then went up to $3,500 with less of me in it. I kept raising the pricing and taking more of me out of it and people paid it because I sat in the comfortability and the value of the program. There are people that left that program that didn't like it, probably, you know, whatever. I know that the program is great. And I know that if you do the work, you're going to have results. That's the most important to me. I also don't promise results. And there's a reason why I don't promise results. I can't, Monique is going to have a different result from Next Level Living than Sheila's going to have, than Pat's going to have, than Kathy's going to have. Only result I'm going to promise is that I'm going to bring in my all and I'm going to teach to the best of my ability. And I am really, really invested, not at a detriment to myself, especially in Next Level Living. Thankfully, you're all adults, really invested 
in you getting the most that you can out of this program. I care deeply. That's how I value my programs. Please give me feedback. Tell me anything you want to say. What questions do you have? Was this helpful or was it not? And what are the questions do you have? Because I'm not, it's such a big topic. I'll say one other thing about money. Monique is right. Money is energy, right? It's energy. To me, it's self-worth. So I always picture money as this big, he's a green bill. He's got little hands and little legs and he sits next to me and he chats with me and we have a conversation. He's like this big guy. This year, you're going to, you, this podcast will probably come out past if you haven't listened to my year in review, you guys are going to hear the wonkiness that went on in the year. And my money stuff got really challenged because I stopped selling. And in that process, it didn't mean to me, I never once in my mind did I think I'm not good. Never once. Instead, I owned what I'm about to do and what I want to do and decided that I need to serve a different customer. And that's what happened. Please, I have to open this to conversation because this is a very big, deep topic and it's got layers. So please speak up. And remember, there's people listening on the podcast, so you can't have a lot of dead air. Uh, I was thinking that um, there's a misperception about service and you don't really, that you have to help someone, but you're not really serving someone if you don't empower them to take, you know, ownership over their lives. If you're just helping them, you're just draining yourself. So there has to be, and you're always modeling no matter what you're doing. So if you're modeling a lack of self-worth, then that's what, you know, that's what, what they're going to really, really see. That's what they're really going to experience from you. So it is important to be in a place of empowerment so that you lift up the people that you're working with instead of going down to their level. I love that, Sapphire. And you know why I love that? Because I really, in the beginning when I started working, and people are going to have a hard time hearing this. When I started working, I had very... um let's term it this way, a very wealthy clientele, overly wealthy clientele. So much so that when I introduced them to other people, people would say to me, wow, your clientele is super rich, like wealthy. And then I started doing telesummits and things and, uh, and doing different price points and lower price points. And I started attracting a different clientele, which is a lot of you guys, right? Great clientele, but also a lot of people who did not see the value of investing in themselves with money to better themselves or do the work. They wanted people to do the healing for them. They wanted to get that activation. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but that's not for me. I'm not going to come on here and do an activation and you're healed and tell you you're healed because I don't believe in that. So what happened is I started really playing to that type of client. And it, it was good in some ways it taught me and really met, I really met a lot of people where I got to see them lift themselves up. But then there were a lot of people that were just so committed to their misery. And I had to break away from it. 
because it was becoming so hard for me to witness and so hard for me to like, it was like dragging people to change their lives. And I started getting exhausted. And that's what this year has been about, making a decision that I can no longer serve that client. Not that I don't love them or care about them, but I can't do it. I'm not their person. And that has shifted a lot for me. And I'll tell you something, when you go out and do, um, it can't be about money. It can never be about money, this would work. But let me say something about that. When I started doing readings, I said to God, once it starts becoming about money, I have to stop doing it. But that never meant I didn't want a wealthy lifestyle or to make a lot of money or to be in multiple seven figures. It, that wasn't what I meant. What I meant as when my job becomes only about the dollar bill, I have to change. I can't do it. Does, what do you hear when I say that to you? I'm asking you, Sapphire. Oh, I hear that the work that you do has to have meaning. Can't just be working for money, um, for money's sake. It, it has to give you, it gives you, and yet you're expressing something that you love. Um, it has to feed you. It can't just be about money. So how do we more? Has to be, it's true. So it's a very interesting conversation we're having and I can't find the root or the answers for all of you. There's no way because I'm finding my own in this conversation. And, as, and I think about the times when I put product out there just to make money and it just fell short. You know, it fell flat. And there are times when you do put something together because you, you, you do see dips and, you know, dips in, in an entrepreneurial life. It's people lie if they say it's just this like flat line. It doesn't. It goes up and down, up and down, up and down. And there are moments when you'll look at your bank account and you'll be like, OK, I've got to pull something together. I've got to make a say I'm going to make some sales. But whenever I do it from a place of um, pushing it. Mm, it doesn't work. But if I do it because, oh my goodness, now next level living is born. I don't want to sell SFA anymore, but next level living is born and I'm excited. I'm going to focus on that. It's such a different experience. It has to be in sync with your vision. Really does for me. But again, I'm going to repeat. I used to be afraid to go out and say, I bought a million dollar house. I used to be afraid to say that stuff in this space. I drive a Lexus, you know, I lease it. Um, I'm not about money. You're not going to see me in a private jet taking pictures and, and drinking champagne and caviar. It's not my thing. I don't have a problem with people who do it, but I'm also not attracted to the coach that that's how they represent themselves. But I also believe that every single one of us has the right to make a ton of money because the more money we make, you know what happens to me, Sapphire, the more money I make, the more I'm able to give. And you know what else is going to happen? The more I'm going to be able to write books and really be able to help the people that can't afford the higher level programs. The more I'm going to be able to do my podcast and more podcasts. Some people say, you know, pay it, do a subscription to your podcast. I don't want to do that. I want it for free. 
It's my way of giving back. So know what your right is. Okay, I'm gonna let you guys talk, but thank you for that. Please talk. Cause I'm like, I'm in this with you guys right now and I'm kind of like muddling through it. So I don't know. Um, I've been thinking during this whole conversation, what's really built my confidence in myself is really standing in alignment and creating my business to be in alignment with myself. So it might be the hours that I work, the number of people I see, the type of people um, that built myself up more than the price I charged. But then as I built my confidence, then I was able to write, raise my prices. Um, and, you know, I just learned to turn away people that I could see they weren't, they weren't helping themselves. They just wanted me to do all the work. And I love when I have someone who I don't hear from because I know that they're in such a better place now and that I help them to that place, but they really helped themselves. It wasn't me. I, I was just there to hold their hand through it. You know, there's so much that you, I can't even get everything through that you said in that, that was so good. And um, I love that you said align with yourself because it's so important and so true. And that's why you have to set your prices that you're really comfortable with. And it's all about, I wish I could remember what you said, Denise, that was so good. Hopefully it'll come back to me, but something else I want to say, the the thing that it wasn't about when people would say to me, they'd come to a reading and they'd be like, when can I come back? Most people that aren't in integrity would be like tomorrow, come back tomorrow. And I could, I didn't do that. I said, you, you need to make changes before you come back to a reading. And when it becomes about so there's like two conversations we're having here. It becomes about the person, the person doing the work, having them do the work, wanting to help them, wanting to guide them. But it doesn't, it's not about the price tag, but yet I know my value in what I have to offer. So I get the right to charge what I desire to charge. And then you work that together. Right. And, and when they you pay talk, off of each other. Yeah. 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 Because I think about other people out there who you know, I've been in crowds of people that are multiple seven figure earners and they would look at me and what I was charging and they would look down at me, you know, because why aren't you charging more or why aren't you doing this or doing that? And they are really about just the, the price tag that gives them value. If they're charging a hundred thousand dollars to work with them, that's what gave them value, not the work itself. Does that make sense? Oh, look at this person. They're paying me a hundred K. So I'm valuable now. No, I'm valuable. This is what I'm charging. I like that. Who else? Go ahead, Monique. I have a, just in my own work, I think the biggest change for me was when I started recognizing the difference between saving and supporting. And they're mm. two completely different energies. And I find and this, I'm going to talk from a healer's perspective, because that's what I know, that it's so ingrained and there's such a template of having to give ourselves away, whether it's we give the work for free or we overwork ourselves or that type of thing where, where we think we have to heal these people, when in fact, we don't heal anyone. We support people on their healing journey because, we, you know, it's not magic. Mm -hmm. we, are, we are supporting people and meeting them where they are. 
And so once I really learned the difference between supporting someone and saving someone, it really opened up my perspective on what my value was and mm-hmm. what I was willing, this is where the whole boundaries come in, what I was willing to do and not to do and to get very clear about what I would do in my work and what I would not do in my work. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I think that is such a big distinction because so many of us, it's ingrained in us, particularly as females to save people, mm-hmm. to take responsibility for people's emotions, to take responsibility for people's growth, to take responsibility, whatever it may be. And that we end up, there's nothing left of us because we've given it, we've given it all away. And so I think when we recognize that I don't need to do any of that, I can still support this person in the best way I know possible and hold space for them to grow and learn, but I don't have to take their, their stuff on. And for me, that was such a big like light bulb that went off once I really stepped into that space. Well, you know what I love about that is you were able to identify how, what you do, how you do it, um, really define it and align with it, which is so great. And then you can put value to that because it's all from the inside out. It's like, this is the work. This is what I'm being called to do. This is how I'm being called. And this is what I feel like it's worth to me. So yeah, I like that a lot. Um, yeah, you guys keep saying things and I make notes, and but I'm not making long notes. So who's next? I had something I wanted to say about Monique, what she just said, because I really want to teach you guys like on readings. I just did a reading for someone before I did this podcast, this pod party with you guys. And she would be actually a perfect candidate for next level living, but I refuse to sell on readings. I will not sell on a reading because you're coming to me. So you have to know your integrity too. You have to know your rules and people, salespeople would be like, why not? That's the perfect opportunity. They need you. But for me, you're really vulnerable. And you're trusting me completely. And if I was to sit here and then say, you know, what would be great for you, they would think like that was coming from the gods above, right? Because that's what they think, you know, that's what readings are, right? That come guides coming through me. Know what you willing to do, not willing to do. Make your, your, I hate the word contract. I don't like it. You're like Monique just said, she identified for herself what kind of healer she is. And then she grounds in that. And that becomes value because that's a personal brand for her too. Like what she does, how she does it and how she supports. It's great. I love it. Sheila, do you have anything? You look like you're ready to say something. I wish is when you were talking about when you put out a product just for the money versus when you put out a product that you really love as the person purchasing the product, there's a huge difference in how, what we receive and how it, and for me anyway, how, how it's received by me and, and what I get from it because of what's coming from you. Mm. Does that make sense? Thank you. Yes. Yeah. You're able to see that it's, it's more ingrained with my care and love or whatever, what's everything in it. And it's not just about money or a dollar sign or making money from it. Right. Your passion is there and it's very evident. Yeah. Thank you. You know, something else I wanted to say, let me ask all of you, when somebody gives you a price, do you negotiate with them? Do you neg- now? I'm not talking about household things where that's kind of like a negotiable place. But if you're hiring a therapist, you're hiring a doctor, or you're going to a dentist, or um, you're hiring a coach, do you negotiate with them? No, no. 
I never negotiate with them. Like my coach said to me, uh, I'm this much money, but we could probably maybe, you know, work something out, but he wasn't clear. And I got off the call and I said, I'm not negotiating with him. I know he's worth this amount of money. And if I negotiate with him, that cheapens me. That says to me, I am not invested. So I don't negotiate. So why would you accept a client that negotiates with you? Like I don't, people, people don't try to do that with me, but I would be like, no, sorry, this is the price. That's it. Now people will negotiate payment plans. I'm okay with that. You know, they'll just be like, can I split this payment up into five payments? I'll be like, that's okay. You know, cause I know them. All right. I love this. Who else? Uh, yeah, I'm finding this um, a fascinating conversation uh, because I'm looking at what is my worth as a teacher? Mm. Having come from academia, which is a whole nother, you know, they pay the monies and I give them something. And I know that I have been an instrumental part in developing the women's studies program at Cal State. And I've just been looking at this and going, wow, I did that. And I did that at the same time. So I'm looking at what is the context and um, of being you, a teacher today with the material you want to put out today, right? Is what you're yeah. talking about, your own personal yeah. stories and teaching. Yeah. And and um, and how do that I incorporate that with my my uh, my healing? You know, what is it that I have to offer? These have been some just some really questions that um, are I, I want to re really reflect on. And I'm going, oh, OK, yeah, because I automatically pay. I've got this writing coach and she is really giving me um, uh, showing me how to do it. And she's teaching me. <laughs> she's a transformational writing coach, you know, and I'm going, OK, all right. And I have to be responsible. And and so, yeah, it, it's just it's a whole new area of fascination for me. Let me say that. You know what the answer comes to me when you're talking is it begins and ends with you. Yes. If everybody would look at their own value right now, it begins and ends with you. It's not a conversation. I don't need to go. Again, when I started pricing myself in the beginning, I did look at the going rate, definitely to have a gauge, right? Because I didn't know I was just starting out and it's my friend who's an artist. Um, she talks about her own art and, and this young girl that I introduced her to was an artist. And she's like, how do I price my work? And Simone said, it's such, I can't remember exactly what she said, but she's like, it's such a personal thing. Nobody can price your art for you. You have to price your art yourself. And I feel like it's our, this is our art. And I can't, I'm not going to go out to Sally, Joe and to Mike and Fred, you may want to validate a price and say, what would you pay for this? Just to get an idea from your ideal client. But the conversation begins and ends with me. What is the price point I'm comfortable with? And you know what I found with that? Like if I was still in my mastermind program, they would be like, why are you just charging $7,000 or $3,500? And I'd be like, cause that I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Um, so let's all come with, I want to hear from Kathy too and everybody else. Um, bye, Patricia. What would you think about now what you're offering? Think about a, a service like uh, Sapphire, you're a poet, right? So it's, we're not talking about the books themselves. 
But the art that you're putting out, if somebody was hiring you to do a speaking engagement or Jane to teach or to heal, um, Sheila, if there's something more that you want to do in your veterinary or if there's some place that you have to look at, everybody look at a service they offer and really go deep inside right now and ask yourself, what do you, what do you feel you deserve? And don't be like, what's the market value? What are people willing to pay? Get out of that. What do you feel is the value of that? You're asking the dollar value, right? Yeah. yeah. Very interesting that you would have that question, Kathy. Mm. Why did you ask it was the dollar value? Because I was assuming it was, and I wanted to make sure I wasn't. Uh, there was another part of me that said, well, there are other definitions of value. Right. So now the question would be, how are you valuing it? I'm valuing how are it. You yeah. Right. Monetarily. Monetarily. Yeah. Right. Monetarily is the answer. That's what I was looking for. But then the deeper question is, how do you value yourself? That's a deeper question. <laughs> it's a good question, though. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, like, I struggled with this in different areas. And it's not to say I still don't struggle with it in sometimes areas, you know, and it's okay to struggle with it. There's nothing wrong with us to struggle with that question. Somebody, you know, just signed on for coaching and I gave her my price and I had quoted that price in a while. And I was a little wonky in quoting the price. And she said, that makes total sense to me. And I was like, why was I insecure about quoting that price for a second? You know, many people have paid me that price. I think that we always have an opportunity to go deeper inside ourselves to continue to find our own value or insecurity and to really have a, like for me personally in that moment, I think a lot of people, this is my biggest thing. People come to you wanting certain results. They usually never come out with what they came in with. All of you that came into Next Level Living, your expectations for day one aren't they different now than what you first started with? Don't you have a different understanding of what the program offers? Monique says, yeah, Sheila's shaking her heads. Yeah, okay. So yes, definitely. So if I was to, and somebody had said to me, you have to know what are the results? What are the results you're promising everyone? I was like, I have no idea. I, you're gonna hear on this podcast, the first class I ever taught you guys, I was really having insecurity in that moment. I was like, oh my goodness, I hope this has value. And then the feedback was pretty good. And then the second class, I had a little of that insecurity. I was like, and two people, you know, left actually, they couldn't afford it, but that was okay. I had a feeling it was that, and maybe they didn't see the value and it was okay. And we have very strict refund policies, but they said, whatever, I'm not going to get into that conversation right now. But I was like, I believe in this. I'm keeping going. I felt a little insecurity, but the feedback was good. And then by the third class, I felt like I hit the groove with it. You, you No matter what you teach, when you teach your own personal brand, you may walk away feeling like, mm, and that's okay. It's okay to question it for a second. But I really just moved myself out of the way and let my guides work through me. So anyway, I just went on a rampage. Um Thank you, Kathy. She said, I'm always honest and transparency. So what did you decide what your value was? 
Sheila, I saw you really thinking hard. What was your value? Well, actually, I was reading Dashka's comment about you can't put a price on a migraine. And since I live with someone who has migraines, that's incredibly priceless, right? So that's, that's where I was going with that. Great. So Dashka said it's difficult to put a dollar value on a relief of a migraine headache or solid restorative sleep. Ooh, there are things I can help shift for people. Okay, so now we get into the next question, Dashka. Knowing that it's hard to put a dollar value on being able to cure someone or help someone to not have migraines anymore. What makes you feel good about what you charge? Because that could be a million dollars, right? But are you comfortable charging a million dollars to help somebody get rid of their migraine? Are you able to talk? She might not be able to talk. Okay. The button. Um, okay, go ahead. No, I wouldn't feel comfortable charging a million dollars, but if somebody was to give it to me because they were that grateful, then I'd have to sit with that, right? Right. Would you be able to receive that? If somebody wanted to give you a million dollars for curing their migraine, how would you I feel? Say yes. You you want to say yes, but what is it? What does my energy like? say, right? Like that is way more money than I have ever seen. So I, I, I've never been in a position to say like, here, Dash could take a million dollars, right? Okay. But here's another question. And then we're going to start wrapping this up. You just brought up something really great, Jessica. It's all about receiving. Are you comfortable with receiving? I am now. Yeah. Right. But yeah. then take it to a million dollars. I don't know. I'm going to talk about me. I don't know about you. If someone wanted to offer me a million dollars for a reading because it just changed their life so much, I would have a hard time receiving that. Sure. But I'm not judging it. Then sure. I look at myself and I go, why would I have a hard time receiving that? If somebody really was a billionaire or had that money and wanted to give me a million dollars, why would I have a hard time receiving that? Why do you think we'd have a hard time receiving that? Anybody? Or maybe you don't. Right. And I think it goes back to gratitude of like being at the bedside at a hospital when people are really, really appreciative of the care that you do. It's not monetary, but they're genuinely yeah. grateful. Yeah. Okay. Let's keep going here. Cause she, I can see Sheila, like you must have this with, with dot, with a vet. Like I know my vet. I'm like, oh, thank you. And it's that gratitude. Yeah. Because that feels good. Monique says if somebody had the million dollars, she'd be fine receiving it. Great. I'm asking this question because it made me uncomfortable. And I'm like, well, now I have to do a little more work on myself about receiving. Who else would be comfortable with that million dollars just for that one major thing? Denise said she'd be fine with it. Right. Okay. Go ahead. I hear somebody wants to talk. <laughs> Me. I was just thinking about... Um, what a student of mine said to me because I had done a healing session with him and he has just uh, done this incredible 
gift about reparations back to the Native Americans uh, in the archaeology. And he says, oh, this is so great. And I went, wow. And I hadn't really thought about what I'd simply offered as a kind of a Thanksgiving gift <laughs> when I came over there. Um, but yeah, it is about receiving. It is about receiving the value that I am. Yeah, but who, so this is a great question and I'm glad you guys brought it up and I want to hear it really quickly. I know we're running out of time. It's so great, Jane, thank you. And Dashka, receiving the accolades, receiving the awareness that you really helped someone, how do you receive that? I think not receiving it from the ego. Yeah. But receiving it from, you know, all the dimensions that you are. Um, I think that's the place to receive it from. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And not negating it or downplaying it or dismissing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we all know that I've shared with you that I've struggled with that myself, you know, receiving that. Go ahead, Monique, you want to say something? And I, I like what you said about the thousand and a million. Yeah. And I think when we recognize our own greatness, and this goes back to the whole money is just energy. Who cares if it's this or this? It's still energy. So when we recognize our own greatness, it's just a million dollars. There's, you mm -hmm. know, why is the difference if it was a thousand or a million? Like if we, and that's for me, like that would be where the work would be. Okay, why am I thinking a million is is so much bigger and greater than the thousand energetically, you know? So it's just so, such a whole thing, such an interesting conversation. It is. And what you said, she said in the chat was uh, she would be fine with a million dollars. And why is it different if it was a thousand or a million is what she's saying. And she's right about that. Why is it different? So listening to this conversation, I can feel my uncomfortable with it. So that's my work with myself. That's not Sally, Joe, or Bob outside who says I should be giving it away for free. They don't get to dictate what I feel about myself. And then we have these conversations. And if something comes up in it, like, you're great, you're really comfortable with it. That's beautiful. We get to work with whatever comes up. And I think that that's really good too. Now, does anybody have any other questions? Because I'm going to leave with one summary question. I don't have a question, but I was just thinking it, it's important to me to know that I'm part of a bigger flow. Mm. That it's a, it comes through me and then it goes, you know, it's, it's a bigger flow than just me and what I'm doing here and where it's coming from and coming, it's not so much coming from that person or it's just a big, it's being in the flow of things that's important for me. So that allows me to receive more if I'm in the flow, so I'm thinking. I, I agree with that, um, Sapphire. I feel the same way that um, it's been a lot easier just recognizing that it comes through me, you know? So I understand that. Um, 
and you are a bigger flow, but here's the other thing too. You're also the person who gets out of the way. So it can come through you, which is great. Okay. So how valuable are you to yourself? I want to know how everybody, how valuable everybody is to themselves. <laughs> Monique said, I'd pay myself a million bucks. Denise says, I am everything. I want to hear from everyone. You can say it out loud or write it, whatever. Priceless, Kathy says. <laughs> I like that. Open at the top. I agree, priceless. I am priceless. Right. So if who does everybody here believe in God? Or is it just a universal? Let's talk infinite intelligence. Everybody go with infinite intelligence. If infinite intelligence or whatever represents God for you or the universe actually gave you all these gifts to bring out into this physical world. Is it a disservice not to offer that to others if that's why you're here? How valuable is it for other people for you to be your truest self? So that's my question now. How valuable is it for you to be your truest self? And I think about you, Sheila, again, I look at you just because I have unfortunately too, too much stuff with, with vets. The way, and I know, I know you, how beautiful you are and, and amazing. And there might be certain set prices in the veterinary thing, you know, whatever, but they are so lucky to be in a room with you. Your truest self is what makes people continue to go to you as a vet and want to go to you. And that's invaluable. Do you agree with that? My husband keeps asking why we keep getting five-star ratings and I keep telling him it's, it's what we bring as a team to the people. Right? Mm -hmm. It's not just what we do because um, anybody can do that to your vet. So, yeah. So that makes us a specific brand in a brand, mm -hmm. what we, who we are and how we bring it out is really great. Okay. So we got now these answers. Oh, I love this. Kathy says, but yes, it is my path to follow. I owe no one. Beautiful. Denise says it is everything and the service to hide ourselves to ourselves and to others. I agree. Dashka says bringing genuine care. Yes. I think is, is, is service. Also, I share my gifts. I inspire others as well. Beautiful. Okay. So the very, very, very last question that we can end on Think about your value and this whole conversation we had, which was kind of a little bumpy, but I'm glad I really appreciate all of you for bringing the conversation to the table. Think about your value, what you have to offer. Really sit with that in your being. Notice where it is inside your physical being. Even if you're not clear what that looks like in the physical world, please don't get attached to a what it would look like. Just sit in the value of who you are. 
Notice how that feels. My question to you is, are you aligned? Is this aligned to your truth? Is that value aligned with your truth? Sheila said yes. Monique, I think they did because they nodded. I'd like to know from everybody, is it aligned with your truth? Yes. Jane says, yes. Kathy says, and yet I feel very complete helping others. Yes. Align yes. Alignment is everything. Yes. Sapphire. Good. Denise. Yes. Okay. Any final remarks before we end? Any other topic that we need to discuss as a group around this? Um, one thing I'm definitely going to be bringing to Next Level Living is teaching you guys how I do readings really teaching you so you could do it for yourself. I think it's really important. Somebody was asking me a lot of questions uh, recently who's doing readings and she's like, you really need to do a podcast on this, but I'm going to bring this into the lesson as well. Cause I think it's really important. Um, but is there any top topic of conversation that came out of this conversation that you would like me to cover before we end today? And if something comes to you after, let me know. Empowered women empower women. I love that. Empowered women empower women. I love that, Jane. That's great. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, remember, if you like this podcast or if you have a suggestion or something came up for you that you want me to cover a topic on the podcast, please email me at care at marilynaloria.com and I will bring it into the conversation. There's going to be some shifts and changes in the podcast as well. And uh, thank you so much, for, as always, for listening. And thank you to everybody in NLL, Next Level Living. They are the most amazing people in the world. Um, at least I'm biased, okay, but I'm going to say that. And remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share. Thank you so much, everyone.